All right, boom, Joey, my guest today. How you doing, bud? I'm doing good. How are you? Everyone knows Joey's voice from the show and the clips on YouTube, but now we got him on camera. So happy to have you here. Appreciate it. Thanks for taking a, a day to do this. I got Very you, fun. Man. What's been going on with life? I've just been working a lot uh, at Attaboy, and I've been producing a little bit more lately. I was kind of in a creative block, I would say. And recently, I've just been making it an, making an effort to like just get up and do something every day, whether it's just like mixing or like trying to make music. I'm just sitting at my computer for like a minimum of like two hours just to try to keep the juices going. You I know? got you. Yeah. Uh, I was watching something the other day and it took me back to our third episode with Bradley Metrock, mm -hmm. the um, New York City robot cops. Yeah. Canceled. Gone. Done for. We fucking called it. Yeah. I mean, we said it that day. It won't even last in what, I guess, three months. Yeah, not even. I mean, it doesn't surprise me, but I don't know. I kind of had a little more hope, I feel, just for it being longer, but I get, I could see why it didn't. One of the reasons they said it didn't work was because uh, they were having to pay the cops to stay with the robot to protect the robot. Yeah, I was getting vandalized and stuff. <laughs> so it doesn't even make any sense. No. You're still paying for the cop. That makes sense, too. Like, also, like, if you're not armed, like, I, I feel like it'd be bad to arm these robots, right? Yeah. But, because, you know, tragic. But, like, what other way would they stop them from getting messed with? But you can't arm a robot. No. Because then, imagine when someone hacks into the system and oh, all of a yeah. sudden it's a subway shooting from a robot. Yeah, yeah. Just Who do you like, prosecute? The mayor? Well, yeah, I guess, right? There's another thing going on in New York City where they say that some truckers are angry about what happened with the Trump... Um, verdict that came down for like okay. a 350 million dollar fine yeah and now there's truckers that are saying they're not going to deliver to new york city okay like what but it made me think about this thing that i saw the other day where this girl um was complaining about truckers and look yeah. we've, we've all had moments oh. where you're on the interstate and you have a close call with a trucker but her her thing was something like why do they even have to be there yeah. Let me tell you something. We all talk about power grids going down or yeah. defund the police. You want to find out what life is like without truckers? Oh, it'd be horrible. The system would collapse. Yeah. It would be as dumb as saying we can't have any more police. Yeah. It would it, take maybe three to four days, nothing on the shelf, no manufacturing. I mean, they're the backbone of what all goods, everything. And there was like the, um, I don't know if it, this is correct, but I remember something about like uh, a, almost like uh, electric powered trucks with like mm -hmm. no drivers just starting to do stuff and people are getting like real upset about it. And I just don't see, I mean, I could see that happening, but like canceling it altogether, like what are they going to do? Fly everything by drones? It's the dumbest thing I've ever yeah. heard. There's 3.5 million truckers. So many jobs. My girlfriend's boyfriend is a truck driver. Is he? Yeah. It, it's it's such a grueling job and for people to act like it's not an important part or like- Huge. like. Like the interstates were built so you could get to Disneyland. Yeah. The interstates were built so these trucks could Every, engage in commerce and get us everything we need. Everything. It's like it doesn't even matter. Like anything you can think of it, it's going to be on a truck being delivered at some point somewhere. But it just shows the stupidity of our society today when people don't understand the movement of goods yeah. and services <laughs> and that that is our economy. It's just like cancel Who the truck. Who in the hell would say, why do they need to be on the road? Like they're out there it's, for fun. Yeah, they're just like, they just love to drive everywhere. But they are. It's like what you said. They are the backbone of the economy. And 
I, I hate it when there's people that are overlooked, but it'll be interesting to see, back to my point, if New York suffers, even if 10% of truckers yeah. chose not to go there. Just to see what will happen from like their, the truckers standpoint, if yeah. they actually just a little bit of them are like, ah, no, nah, New York, no thanks. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what else is going on in New York. Um, oh, on another part of the system, AT&T is down this morning. I saw that. I didn't even know that until I woke up this morning and my girlfriend was like, oh, my phone's not working. And I was like, I will. Like, I didn't even like, didn't even register. And then I saw something when I was scrolling my phone about AT&T being down. Yeah. Now that's something we can survive. It would be yeah. an inconvenience, but we can survive it. Yeah. I mean, if you have an iPhone, at least you can message on Wi-Fi. You know what I mean? Like you could do iMessage. So like if somebody doesn't have AT&T and they have an iPhone, you and you have an iPhone, you can at least text them or FaceTime them through Wi-Fi through your iCloud. I wonder if we're being attacked. Yeah, it's weird. I don't think so. It's I definitely it's definitely just some like error. But it is scary what they could do if they wanted to. Oh yeah, they could take everything down. Like in a blink. It would be nothing. It would be so easy to just disturb the peace. Peace. You know what I mean? Just like the everyday life of like what's normal now, it could be gone like in an instant, you know? I wonder, I, I always go back to The Walking Dead since I watched it recently. Like, so, what would life be like? I think I'd survive it. Call me call me cocky, but I think I would be able to thrive in that. <laughs> how? I Why, because you know how to hunt? I mean, I do know how to hunt and like dress animals and do all that kind of stuff, but I feel like when it comes to the other stuff, when it um, at least like shelter and trying to keep water and filtering water. I know how to do a lot of that stuff. I was super obsessed with uh, survival when I was a kid, like way, way into it. Like I would put on a backpack with my one friend and we would just walk for miles like and go into the woods and just like do shit for no reason. Just like learn how to do shit. I don't know why, but I was so like interested in like the the life of like no technology, like it's only you and what you have. So I learned like a lot of that stuff by watching like shows and reading like a lot. I, had, I have survival books back in Pittsburgh of just like huge books on just like how to survive outside when it comes to stuff. It's so weird. I think I, I do. Survivalist. I think it's cool. Uh, what's the, what's the show that came out on Netflix recently and Kevin Bacon is the survivalist. Oh, I know you're talking about, I didn't st- I didn't watch it, but I know what you're talking about. Ben, do you know what that show's called? I don't know what it is, but it's isn't that the one where they like it's not like naked and afraid. It's like they just actually send them out and they go. No, it's uh, Obama did it. Obama. Wait, is that the movie? Obama produced it. Yeah, Julia uh, Julia Roberts is in it. What really? We'll have to look into yeah. that. I can't remember the name of it, but it's so interesting. Yeah, no, I I heard about and it. And the but white I didn't people see and anything. black people don't trust each other, but they're all in the same house. It's so it's a movie. It's yeah, it's a Netflix movie. Let's see. Uh, Leave the world behind. Leave the world behind. That's it. I'll have to check it out. It's Ethan Hawke is in there. It's so freaking good. Long Island interrupted by two shit. Okay. Okay. I saw a trailer for this. I know exactly. You need to watch it. I definitely will. It's it's a good watch. Yeah. What about Netflix's Lover Stalker Killer? Have you watched it yet? Yeah. I didn't. I like fell asleep kind of watching it. Um. But. I pretty much woke up and got the whole synopsis of the story. I watched a lot of the beginning and like first half and then I kind of dozed out and then woke up and kind of saw the end of like how they finally got her convicted through like DNA and stuff. 
And then I had to like look it up because I was like, how couldn't they convict her? She killed her. Like, but it was, they didn't have a body. Bro, she freaking burned her own pets. Yeah. She yeah, burned her own ours, house down with her own pets yeah, in it. That's crazy. That's <laughs> like, like, women are psycho. That's insane. There are some women who are psycho. Yeah. Because, and ruined everyone's life. And it's just because of the girl he was seeing, right? It was, it was like, I guess, like she was jealous. Like, is that the whole thing? I guess so. Like, she just saw her and was like, oh, no, like this is over. We were like 20 minutes in and Melina called it. Melina goes, that woman killed that woman and she's acting like that woman. And I was like, no, she, yeah. she, I think it was Ca Carrie is the one that got killed. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't remember the crazy woman's name. Um, but she's she knew it. She knew it like twenty minutes in, which yeah. was I was like, "How do you know that? She could do, just you have, tell. do you have experience in this? <laughs> she has the intuition of it. She knows, dude. And now to balance the gender uh, battles, they're going to have to come out with a lever star killer for the way a man treated a woman. Definitely, they will. I mean, I feel like there's just I don't have to do that, but there are so many crazy people, and I feel like people are going to target it just because they're like, oh, it's not. What about the guy who did this? But there's a million guys who have done stuff like that. And there's a million girls who have done, maybe not to the level of this person or this case, but men and women do like fucked up shit equally. So I feel like they just targeted this one story because it's so crazy. Like you wouldn't believe it. Like unless you watched it. And if you're like, this isn't true. It's like, yeah, it's true. Like you could look every fact up of this case. Yeah. It's and it's true. It seems like a movie. It seems like not even like a twisted movie script guy could like write what that girl did. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, I feel like that's why they chose it, right? It's another one. Um, golly, American Nightmare. I haven't seen that one, see? Okay, you got to watch it. Okay. I can't, I don't want to give you a spoiler then. Okay, that's okay. All I cannot good. believe you have not watched it yet because everyone, I was certain the girl was lying. Yeah. And I'll just say that. I can't okay. go further. I should have even said that. It's all good. Um, But anyway, what else we got, my man? Honestly, nothing much. Just, I'm trying to, with me at least, I'm just trying to step up and move on with like stuff at least. Why don't you tell people real quick um, what you do? So I um, produce music. I produce Sorry. rap music and hip hop, whatever you would like to say. Um, I started back in 2020 when COVID happened. I pretty much I left this girl that I was with and didn't really have anything to do because it was we were locked down, and I was like, hmm. Music was always a part of my life, at least. I went to like a performing arts school for a while for bass and stopped. I don't know why I stopped. I don't know why I ever stopped that. It's like a big regret I have, but my life would be different if I didn't, you know? But music's always been a part of my life, and I started producing rap music. For some reason, I just like, I was like, I know I could do this. I had like that, that feeling, like when I listened to rap, because I used to hate rap and only listened to metal and like punk rock and stuff. And then I branched out and branched out and got to a point where I was like, oh, I really enjoy the production aspect of hip hop and rap, whether it's like the new stuff or the really old stuff. And then I had the feeling, just try it. And I started and led me here. Uh, so how the hell did you end up as a producer on a show that has so far, which we're about to start going in different directions, yeah. but so far been mostly country music. I was working for Joe's TV show that they're that you're doing and I was just in the back and you so happened to be there and we kind of just we talked before this as how, well what I'm, my point really is is how unscientific the beginning of it was yeah it was just like we were making jokes and 
it just kind of came out. Isn't that funny? Yeah. We were just like, Hey, I'm thinking about being a producer, podcast producer. Hey, I'm thinking about uh, producing, a producing podcast. Uh, doing a podcast. So let's, let's, let's see just, what happens. Yeah. You're like, I'll give you a call. And you're like, like a month or two. And then, let me ask you this. And I don't think you're going to lie to me. You can be very honest. Have you had fun so far? Yeah. I think it's really cool. Like as long, like I'm never really, I feel like as important that's, I always get that like doubt of like, I'm not important, but I have a really good time doing it. I think it's a good opportunity and I'm, I'm willing to stay. I don't care what the views are, this and that. It's just a fun experience and a good time to meet people and hear their story. Well, I bet Ben would agree with me on this. It's really different when you're not here. Interesting. It's, it's weird when you have someone helping to facilitate the conversation it mm-hmm. makes it so much more engaging. Yeah. Uh, and there's a little bit of an emptiness. You, <laughs> you haven't been here a couple of times. I appreciate it. Now, so you also like to dabble in comedy, right? Of course. Tell me what you think about Shane Gillis hosting SNL this weekend. When I saw that, I didn't believe it, actually, because of what they did. Um, but imagine how he feels, right? Like, I just can't imagine, like, he's like, oh, yeah, you, like, want me back after you just tossed me out and I pretty he was like I'm sure like super nervous I was like oh what am I gonna do and now he's like peaking like not even peaking but he's like on the uprise right now I love it because it's a story of what you can overcome with cancellation culture yeah yeah it's Look, awesome he is a comedian all right he made some jokes that certain people didn't like mm-hmm. but he was beloved the thing that makes me by his fans I mean mm-hmm. and I think he's hilarious he is he's so funny but what I can't wait for this weekend is, you know, I don't know if he's going to be able to push the envelope like he does with Gillian Keeves. Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen his Gillian? Yeah. yeah. His OnlyFans dad is one of the best skits I've ever seen. It's so good. And, he, and his ISIS, you know, <laughs> ISIS Toyota. So, but I'm interested to see if he's able to push the envelope on SNL. Yeah. Or if they have to kind of hold him back a little bit. That's the only thing that worries me. They they did a promo video yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like there's like a tension with what he's, what he's trying to accomplish on the show. Yeah. And if the, but if they'll let him turn loose and have fun, it would be good. it'll be one of their biggest rated shows ever. I wonder if he's going to take jabs at them. He should. He should. I think, I mean, I feel like he has to at this point. I mean, they brought him back because they know that they screwed up by not letting him on. Yeah. But the truth is just from what I, from watching over the story, I feel like, he would have never been a good fit to be just a cast member. No. It would have restrained his comedy. The best thing to happen to him was getting fired from SNL. 100%. And I'm sure he knows that. And I feel like he's probably said it at this point, but he has done way more than he would have done if he would have just stayed there. I wish we didn't have a society that was so hung up on feelings. Yeah. The idea that this guy's a comedian and he sits with his buddy Matt and has fun on their podcast, which is a great podcast, yeah, um, and just makes jokes. Every once in a while, you're going to make a joke that might offend a certain small population. Mm-hmm. The idea that you don't, you're not allowed after that to have any sort of success because you've offended someone's senses is so ridiculous to me. The thing people forget, too, is, like, they always paint these comedians as bad dudes, but that's their job. Like, if it might not be funny to some people, but most people who watched that clip thought it was hilarious. Bro, too, when well. you're able—humor is part of healing. Yeah. 
a comedian allows you to find funny in things that maybe you haven't thought about. Yeah. Or find the humor in desperate moments so you can kind of just laugh at it and you can continue to grow through hard times. Yeah. I don't understand why we have to look at it like they so they swing and miss one time. Mm-hmm. They swing and miss a second time. Okay. It's part of it's part of their growth as a comedian. The idea that we they're actually like the last class that I look to for like people that can kind of get away with shit that other people can't. They get a I feel like they're the only people now that can yeah. say anything relatively offensive or yeah, I guess offensive to any group or person and just kind of slide on by now. Cause like if me or you did that, oh, it would be like posted everywhere. Everywhere. Or, and it would just be like, this guy's a piece of shit and this and that. And when they don't even know who we are, they don't know that we don't have any hate for anybody. The you know idea I mean? the idea that we have no margin of error for someone to say something and be wrong about it. Like just okay. Yeah. You said everybody it, you says were wrong. Everybody says wrong stuff. I've said a hundred things that are wrong or maybe not. And it's also like, I feel a big thing with me is like tone too. People really misread like tone when, if you sound some way when you say something, it could be a different way. Like people just interpret things and assume when they don't really know anything about you or what you're trying to say. It it it's, it also applies to uh, Tony Hinchcliffe. Oh my God. He's one of the funniest comedians, but like people come after him for the way, you know, he's a you know, a roast comedian on um, Kill Tony. On Kill Tony, which is one of the best live podcasts awesome. out there. But everyone says, you know, like he he goes after people. He's he's mean. He doesn't treat people with respect. Dude, have you ever seen the kid Aaron Belial that was on his show? Yeah. I was watching that episode when it happened on YouTube and I like got teary-eyed. He allowed this kid to come on that other people wouldn't even, you know, spit at on the side of the road. They would look at him like he has some kind of special need. And Tony brings him on and the kid ends up on America's Got Talent. Like the idea that his show is a platform to launch all different kinds of people. You know, he got in trouble for making an Asian joke also. Yeah. But he allows on all kinds of people, even with special needs, and they all thrive on his show. So imagine him giving an opportunity to all those people, but people only focusing on this one moment where if you look at it in context, he didn't even say anything wrong. Mm -hmm. He was just going after the guy that opened for him. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, and like the people that he's giving these opportunities to, they would not have any chance like that he's given them. Yeah. Whether it's like they're disabled or just they have some, something wrong with them. He makes sure to give them the chance because they're actually have something to say. And it's funny. It's funny. Whether it's your humor or not, they would have never gotten the opportunity without him or like the golden ticket where they can come back and yeah. like promote more and do all this stuff. And he, the best thing about, about that show too is after they're done doing their set, you get to hear like what they're up to and like their life, like specifically that one guy, like you just heard everything about him. You're like, this guy's awesome. Like hilarious. He's a hilarious dude and he has such a crazy life story. It's awesome. Like it's the best. Yeah, even for the even for the people that get up there, like you were saying, you get one minute, and as long as you've come in prepared and you're pretty good, you're going to get introduced to a hundred thousand people that night, and how many? Who knows how many views in the future? Yeah, as long as you can not do so bad that no one cares to hear about you, you'll have some type of big movement. You know, it'll help you progress. I'm just not part of the comedy world, but it's one of the most important parts of my life. Yeah, it's the best. Come like right now, Mark Norman. Pretty good. I, I could listen to that guy for hours. 
I mean, him and Theo Vaughn, they're like machine guns. Like, you just have to sit there and just catch everything it's they hear. so quick-witted. Yeah. And I thought I was quick-witted. I'm pretty, when it comes to, like, joking around with my friends or, like, something, I feel like I'm quick-witted, but they're just a different level of, like, they have it just, like, loaded in their mind. Which yeah. Like, it's it's crazy. But that's, no, that's that's where you're wrong. It's not loaded yeah, in Yeah, no, mind. it's just off the top. It's off the top because they don't even know what they're yeah. about to be firing. Yeah. Like, they just go off what you give them. It's crazy. I hope we can have some comedians on eventually. That would be the best. That'd be my favorite episode. I mean, and there's a couple of them here in Nashville, so we need to start trying that out. Yeah. I mean, if we can even go to Zany's and just, like, on nights that uh, we find somebody funny who's, like, maybe not a no-name, but, you know— just someone who's hilarious and is trying to do it. And we could just be like, hey, just come on. Yeah. There's no harm, <laughs> you know? Well, what else we got going on? Honestly, just I've been. What else you want to talk about? We could talk about how you've been watching Game of Thrones, I think. Oh, God. <laughs> what is your opinion on that? All right. So people are probably like, Jesus Christ, you're just now starting Game of Thrones. I, I did not watch Game of Thrones. When did it come out? Oh man, the first season? I have not even no idea. I watched it when it was over as well. Okay. So I have no idea. So I'm only on season two and it's interesting. I didn't dig season one all that much, but I was told by you and Melina and everyone else, get through one, get through two. And uh, you know what? Now I'm on season three, episode two. My favorite part's the dragons. The dragons? I just want to see how they grow and what happens with them. I never got into Game of Thrones until, let's see. After it was done, I was at the point where you like watched the you watched the first season. You didn't enjoy it. I tried doing that probably three times and just couldn't get past two episodes. And eventually, somebody told me like you were told, just watch the first season, get to the end, it gets better. And then I was just like hooked. I watched the whole series. I can't even tell you how fast it was sickening. And I mean, the last season's bad. It's like it's not even a debate. It's terrible. It's true. There's continuity errors. They leave like Starbucks cups and shit everywhere. Like you can, it's, it's bad. And the story, like they passed the book. So they kind of took it their own way. I'm curious to talk to you about what you think of the ending. I like the blonde headed girl. Um, I hate that freaking kid, Joffrey. Oh, he's the worst. He's the but worst. But last night I was watching it when, uh, when, what's the blonde headed girl's name? Khaleesi? Daenerys. Yeah, Daenerys. Daenerys. But she, Khaleesi. They call her Khaleesi, right? <laughs> they, yeah, Cal Drogo uh, and stuff. Last night was when she commands the the dragon and he burns the dude and yeah. takes over his army, and that was pretty cool. It gets better. I mean, the fifth fifth season is in sixth. They're crazy too. Like four, five, six. You're just like, oh my god. I keep I, look. It's already getting better, so I like it now. At least I'm paying attention to it for most from for the most part. Um. My favorite part about the dragons is I have a buddy out in Utah mm-hmm. and he's into like ghost hunting and cryptozoology. Do you know that dragons are part of cryptozoology? No, I yeah. did not. Okay. So dragons have this fascinating history where it's, you know, like UFOs based on ancient old drawings, they feel like they could have existed or, or, or have existed at some point in, in time. And there's four different isolated um, populations that all have a very similar name for dragon and have for throughout all of, all of their years in existence. And that there are people that believe that since they all four, even though they were isolated tribes had same words for the, for the name dragon or similar words that they were definitely in existence. And I asked this guy one time, well, what does that mean? Like, 
What's the? Well, he said maybe the dragons introduce themselves to the humans. <laughs> I don't know. You, that's don't where know. you're losing me. Yeah, that that just like took me fully off track. For yeah, sure. I Do could you, I could see maybe like them introduce. I don't get that. At are all. you in, are you into like Bigfoot and Loch Ness monster? No, I'm not into that. That's all part of cryptozoology. I feel like maybe this stuff could have existed for sure. I'm in no doubt that through evolution that we have had some weird stuff happen, but for it to exist now, I just, I don't even listen to it. Like unless they have a video or a dead body that they're examining. They did have a video recently in Colorado, people passing on a train. Nowadays with AI, I can't trust anything, but but they did have a video and I'm like, this is probably AI. I I don't want that video. I want like, I, I want an experience to believe it. But here's the problem now with a, with this AI video revolution. Anything that comes up, so even if there is Bigfoot now, even if you show me, I'm never going to believe it until I see it in person. Yeah, I mean, the AI video, how it's come from a year, is pretty crazy. I could look it up and show you, but yeah, I'm just going to do that. Are you talking about uh, what they've released this week with um, people were entering in uh text commands and then they were outputting videos that were like yeah. Hollywood movies. Yes. Yeah. Pull it's, it up. It's insane the difference AI has come in here. I don't know if it's working, dude. It's okay. We'll see. If it's not, it's no problem. Yeah. TV just went off. While you're looking that up, have you seen where Google AI images is racist and um, sexist? <laughs> they won't produce pictures of white men. <laughs> is there like a specific reason behind this? It just came out the other day. Um, yeah, it's on ads right now. All good. But like they said, make George Washington, and it was a black guy. <laughs> and they said, like, tell me things that white people have done that are good, and it won't answer. <laughs> <laughs> They're just trying to make sure everybody's comfortable, right? But, but, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, that's I'm speechless. Okay. I don't know what the goal is behind what that. What does that mean, everyone's comfortable? Well, the people who are PC. Right. That's so that's it. not everyone. Yeah, but... There's a place in this world for everyone. My God, it's like they act like if they say something nice about a white person, it's going to be the end of the world. Oh, this is that Marquise Brownlee. Is that his name? Yeah, um, but it'll show what AI used to look like, right? It's like a video of Will Smith. Oh, that's terrible. And then... Okay, for anybody listening, just listening, we're looking at Will Smith, and it looks like a he's like weird, deformed Will Smith eating spaghetti. This is an AI-generated And video. now we got... Uh, Wow. How crazy is that? That's all AI created. Yeah, this is all AI created. So that's not a real person. That's not a real person. I don't even know how to describe it, what I'm looking at. Isn't that insane? That is the complete difference in a year, just one year. So imagine in another year, anything that comes out, it could just be like the Taylor Swift nudes. You see that? Like... Taylor Swift is like suing or she's not suing, but they're like trying to implement a bill because somebody leaked photos of her that were AI generated and she freaked out and her fans freaked out. Yes. I heard about this crazy. So imagine in another year, anybody who has a relative fame could be doing something horrible AI generated to frame them or just being naked. For example, do you know who Bobby Althoff is? The podcast host? I saw that. Yeah. yeah. And she says it's AI generated. I don't think it's AI generated. You don't? No. I don't think so. It looked real. It looked real to me. But that's what's scary. If it's not real and it looked that real. Uh, she's just saying it's AI because of 
what she was doing. Well, that's I think it was Pam Lewis that was here, and I'm like, so basically anything that happens now for a publicist, you just release its AI. Could be the you could have actually done it, and it doesn't matter. AI generated. The only person, the only person who won't get mad about it is like the Drake thing, where it shows like you got a big old hog. So now you're yeah, like, yeah, it, doesn't, me. it doesn't matter. He <laughs> owned right up to it. He said on his story, he said I wasn't hiding my, uh, I wasn't hiding the world from my dick. I was hiding my dick from the world. That's what he posted. <laughs> if I if AI can make me look better, I'm all for it. He's on his private jet, just slapping it around. <laughs> it's, like, it's like it was so whimsical too. That's the only thing I didn't like about it. It was he was just such a silly boy. Wait, is it a video or is it a picture? It's a, it's a video, I man. To, I'm, I'm not looking up the video, dude. The videos, and I have to be honest with you, I can I question any guy that's looked up the video, dude. It was I, dude. I went right out of my way, found it. Because it was so fucking funny. I looked up the video. It's funny. It's funny. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's like the most baby girl way to play with your wiener. Like, it's just like, he's just slapping it so whimsically. I don't understand why. Wait, why? Is, it, is he jerking off? Dude, it's like not jerking off. It's like, he's just like half hard and he's just like smacking it on his hand. And did you use the, did you use the adjective whimsical? <laughs> yeah, that's how it is. He's like a whimsical little, like he's just whimsically hitting it. It's so weird. His legs are all spread, too. It's so funny. Oh, my God. You're cracking me up. I went right out of my way to find it. So both of y'all, I'm in the room with two guys that, like, rushed to look it up. Oh, yeah, it's hysterical. It's hysterical. (laughs) As soon as I heard that, it was like Drake leaked, and I was like, oh, it's music. And I was like, wait a second. It's not music. So I just instantly. This is going to be like Game of Thrones where I have to look it up like five years from now. Oh, my God. It's so funny. I have it on my phone, actually, I think. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's scary, though. Like, let's just say that's not really Bobby in that video. Yeah. You don't want that shit out there. No, especially, I mean, if you're a guy, right, and you have a big wiener, it's, or they're portraying you to have one, you're like, oh, whatever. Like, that's cool. By the way, I hate, girl. Using, I hate using the word incel. Because I think it's really a mean word. Yeah. How to describe, you know, these these guys that have a hard time picking up women or even talking to women for that matter. But Game of Thrones is loved by a lot of incels, right? Kind of. I can see why they like it now. I mean, there's a lot of... There's nudity every three minutes. Oh, yeah. And it gets it gets pretty, pretty interesting as well. There's a lot of, you know, incest and stuff. Yeah. A, a lot, lot of, of rape. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean... You can't really hide the fact that that happened. It used to happen. I mean, I know it's not like a portrayal. It still does happen. Well, yeah, but. But I bet it was outrageous back then. Yeah, I mean, that's all you did. You took somebody's land and you you fucked them. That's all you did. And what you're trying to say, based on what you were saying earlier about being a survivalist, is you'd be fine back in those days. No, maybe not back in those days, but if it were to happen right now. That shit's still living out in the woods. (laughs) Dude, nobody's raping me. (laughs) I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm not raping nobody. Nobody's raping me. Don't speak too fast, buddy. <laughs> I'm just saying. There's still a good night in jail ahead for you. That's true, but... God, that would be... Oh. Like last night in the Game of Thrones episode, they were going to rape a guy, and I was just like, I couldn't even watch it. <laughs> it is a little unsettling. My oh, one, my God. My one friend specifically won't watch it because of the incest. That is the one thing, one reason I'll never break a law. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't get raped in that, jail? It's, it has nothing to do with being in handcuffs, being raped in jail. I feel like it only happens at state prison. Like, you're in. You know what I mean? Like, you have your county jail where you're just like, ah, you know, you're there for like 90 days or whatever. But like, because you have some traffic misdemeanor or you did something minor that you didn't pay for. But if you're having a felony, like you're going to state prison, maybe. 
I don't know. Oh my god. I feel like it's not as I feel like it's common, but not as common as we think. I don't think you drop the soap and you're just getting fucked every single time. <laughs> like I don't think you're just going in the bathroom like hesitating. Like I feel like everybody kind of keeps themselves unless you're like a, a a child molester or something, then you're getting fucked as soon as you go in there. All right, enough about jail rape. <laughs> what do you <laughs> what do you think about Neuralink? Have you seen the news? Yeah. So with the mouse thing, he can control a mouse, but he can't click it. Is that what it said? Like he can't like actually like click the mouse. Like he can just move it. Oh, with I his haven't mind. read it. I just saw the headline: "Man moves mouse with mind." Yeah, but he can't. So he's like, just moving it. Yeah, he can't like click like. So he's moving it with his mind, but he can't look at like the Internet Explorer or Google Chrome and double click it to open it. So the next step in that evolution is going to be leave the mouse on something for. 10 seconds and then it'll naturally click something like that. I don't know how they're going to integrate it, but that's the next step is like getting it to actually work fully. Are you freaked out by this? Kind of, but I want one. So, cause I like it for the people that have disabilities. Definitely. But in the wrong hands, we're fucked. Well, imagine if you could hack it, you have malware in your brain. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Like you have like a virus, computer virus in your brain that's what worries me i want one and then can it make you like an active shooter i don't think you could do that or are you gonna have like tourettes where you're just cursing <laughs> people out in the middle of public and it's a complete virus inside of you i feel like it's gonna be just like porn in your head maybe <laughs> like or like it's like horrible shit in your head like it's like pictures because eventually the goal is to have the internet in your head right oh so it's gonna be it's gonna be like psychedelics kind of yeah it's just, gonna be it's control, just people, controlled psychedelics yeah Maybe like that. Well, depending on who takes over your brain, that could be fun. Could be fun, but it would be scary. <laughs> You're just like in a park and you just see like the most horrible shit. Or you just get like Rick rolled, you know? <laughs> like I'm still look, I guess I'm just old. I still don't understand it though. Is it gonna be what you're visualizing in your head or what you're actually seeing as real life? I think you're gonna visualize it in your head. Like, I think, like, you're going to be able to, like... But that's, but that's my point. Let me yeah. just interrupt real quick. So I'm looking right now at that white door. Yeah. Will I still be looking at the white door and it'll be... But that, what will be playing in my head is whatever you're giving my mind? It makes, like, that... That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, it's complicated. I feel like it's going to be, in my opinion, like, the meta and the Apple vision. Like, you're going to... It's going to just be integrated into the real life, right? So, like, you're looking at the white door... But you have like an internet browser pulled up to the left of the white door or in Holy front of it. Shit. You know what I mean? Like it's like you could pull up windows that are just surrounding you, but you still have your real life you're looking at. You know what I mean? Because you, have you seen the meta, like the Apple vision? I've seen it, but you have to have goggles on for that. Exactly. Yeah. So you have to have goggles and you can still see around you, but you could like pull up internet windows and like, oh, because it uses your fingers. You could pinch them, put like three screens in any direction you want. But maybe... The way I see that uh, Neuralink is it's just in your brain. You don't have to wear the shit and you just pull up the internet where you want or it's just close your eyes maybe. I don't know. Ben, as a techie, does this does this bother you or are you excited for the future? Uh, all I know is like every monkey they've put Neuralink in, that monkey has died because it's just like <laughs> biologically rejected whatever's in there. Okay. So one, I'm just waiting on the dude who got it to die because yeah. I have a feeling he will. And I... I 
As a techie, I think it's cool. I like the cyberpunk genre is my favorite, and like it falls right in line with like what Brain Dances and like a bunch of Gibson stuff that he wrote in the eighties. But I think realistically, like we will biologically re- like we can't even we can't even put like a you know a kidney regrown in a pig in someone without them like you know having all kinds of crazy health issues. Let alone yeah. you know shoving a computer chip in someone's brain and not having it fully be rejected. So you think this guy right now is doing okay, but it it could go south pretty quick. Oh, I don't think he'll make it more than I give him two years max. Wow. That is a very interesting take too. It is. You know, like how are we going to get our bodies to accept such foreign things? I just don't think you can. Yeah. I don't think it can either. I think it's going to have to be all exterior stuff. Like, like you put it on. Or, like, if you have contacts, maybe, you know, because they would, like, want to make contacts that are, like, smart contacts. So you could have, like, AI contacts or whatever. Well, like, Neuralink in its early stages was described to me, like, one day you'll put a chip in and you'll be able to speak Portuguese immediately to a person that speaks Portuguese. Yeah. But the truth is, you have to insert that in your brain somehow. They drill in your skull. You don't even need that now. Now, us... um, Android's coming out with a phone that can, in real time, translate back and forth for you and a Spanish-speaking person. I think that's cooler. <laughs> a, a lot better than having to put and a if, chip in my head. If you have, like, a little headphone in, like an AirPod or one of those little Bose things, and it's connected to that, it could just listen, and you just hear it instantly. It's just like when we were talking about earlier with the uh, self-driving truck trucks one day. Like, at what point is humanity no longer needed as part of this whole system? <sighs> probably like 30 years I would say I'd say by the time I'm like 50 it's gonna be mainly AI generate or like controlled stuff no like factory stuff all that kind of stuff like once this Neuralink thing Neuralink thing if it takes off you're now becoming a robot you're you're less human yeah okay I see it as evolving Personally, I see it as like you got this tech, you got this tech CEO that's trying to live to be like 300 years old or whatever, doing all he's drinking his or injecting his son's blood or something. He looks scary. Yeah, he looks young, but he looks like a vampire. Reptilian skin on his neck. He looks like. But my point is, like, what are you trying to defy humanity for? Like, I can defy the odds of humanity. Who are you going to talk to in 300 years? Maybe his son, if his son does the same thing. His whole family. Can I tell you the truth without being mean? That's the kind of guy that I hope dies in a plane crash tomorrow. Yeah. You don't like that guy? No, it has nothing to do with him personally. Yeah. I'm just saying he's trying to live to be like 300 years so old or whatever. Yeah. So you tomorrow you die in a plane crash. Wait, like, it just doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. Because you can walk across the street and get hit by a drunk yeah. driver. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't even matter. So you're walk, like, you have to live the safest life even outside of all of your technological advances yeah. of drinking blood and whatnot. I can't imagine how cautious he is. Yeah. You think he goes to roller coaster parks or anything? But that's the thing. Like, if I saw him getting on a plane, I'd be like, this is ironic. Yeah. Why are you getting on a plane? Because it could crash. And and you ain't surviving that yeah. with no matter what all the things you've done are. Because he's doing, I forgot what someone told me, something about, he spends $2 million a year on staying useful. Yeah, just his health. Oh, imagine having that. <laughs> that's the kind of thing where you're like, man, there's starving people in Africa. You're yeah. spending $2 million on buying an extra couple of years. just drinking your son's yeah. blood just to maybe live to 110. What about you? You're into space and shit, right? Love it. What about James Webb Telescope? I think it's awesome. 
I think it's the the best. I've waited for months for that thing to launch. Like I was so up to date on. It. I read every article. I read when it like got launched. I watched the video, all oh, yeah. of it. I was so interested in that because I love. I've since I was a kid, super interested in space. They launched it on Christmas Day, which I thought was like symbolic. But um, they forty seven light years away. They found a light source. Yeah. Look it up and see if we can find out what that story's about. Yeah, I read I read about it or I've seen a lot of posts about it, but I never really looked into seeing if it was super true or not. I don't even know what that would mean like we found a light source. I think it's like artificial light. Like if somebody while you're looking that up, the only problem I have with James Webb is that it's an interpretation of the infrared data yeah and they put it through editing to like jazz it up so it's not what you and i would see if we were where that camera was yeah no it's like a a, it looks weird it doesn't look right they're making the pictures look a lot more beautiful than they would be to our naked eye is my point yeah yeah they're like it's only infrared right so it only sees what we can't see and then they take that and flip it and do all this processing and upscaling to what it might look like so I mean, it's kind of fascinating to look at the pictures, but I always take it with a grain of salt. Like, was this just edited to make it look really amazing and have us continue to fund um, these kind of programs? Did you find it? Yeah, I'm reading about it on this site right here. Discovery, which has been steadily... This is the direction. This is the first detection of any form of light emitted by an exoplanet as a small and as cool as the rocky planets are in our own solar system. Apparently it's in the habitable zone, but they didn't think it would have life because of, of, of how it's made. I don't understand how they know how it's what it's made of just by looking at it, I guess. That's the one thing that also kind of confused me. I guess you could see gas, giant, right? Like Jupiter. Yeah. And you're like, okay, that's a gas planet. So uninhabitable. But if you see like a rocky planet that they're like, oh yeah, it's made of iron. How do you know that without getting a sample? Like, oh, it's made of this. How do you know that? <laughs> like, huh. I've never really looked into that. Don't. It says don't get too excited, though. Oh, because of how far away it is. So, And it's a much smaller sun as well. That's the problem. So they make this headline, and then later in the article, they say don't get too excited. Yeah, it's pretty much like a bait. So I need to stop reading just headlines. Yeah, if you, but I do the same. I saw that and was like, it has to be like, because if it was actually like as big as the article is making it, it would be everywhere. I feel like. Did y'all know that we're landing on the moon today? Today, it's today. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, not humans. Yeah, rover. But it's a. I think it's a private company. That's pretty cool. I've. I'm curious to see what happens. Have, did y'all not know this? I knew we were doing it. I didn't it. know it this morning when I woke up. I'll say it with my air quotes. We're landing on the moon today. Oh, you don't believe that? Okay, Ben, you do you think we landed you on can't the moon? Bring, no, God, no. No? You know? No, absolutely not. We never, no, humans have never, I don't think humans have ever been out of low orbit. Really? I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with you. Um, I heard the story one time that, Stanley Kubrick was doing Space Odyssey, the movie, and just for backup, in case they actually didn't make it to the moon, they sent the astronauts to film the moon landing with Stanley Kubrick, just as a backup. But then they say, and this is something that Rumsfeld actually confirmed one time. Yeah. And then they say, but they made it, so we didn't need the footage. 
But the moment I found out that story, as long as it's true, I'm like, okay, I question everything. Yeah, I mean, like the Navy owns a massive movie studio in Northern California, and it's like where they shoot all of their like military protocol videos. And it's like, yeah, I'm sure that's where you, I'm sure that's what you filmed there. Yeah, use the word military loosely. The CIA owns the CIA owns it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that about Stanley Kubrick and that. You never heard that before? Yeah, he directed the moon landing. I've no, I I thought we, I think, but here's the point: they they all. I don't think Kubrick admits it. Because I think he was signed to some kind of NDA, but somebody has admitted like they shot it. There's no disputing that, and I think they mixed in some of the video. Because if you look at some of the video of like the way the flag waving, yeah, and the way the guys I mean, are I've jumping seen, around, I've seen that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm. I could argue that we didn't go the first time when we said we did. I think we've been to the moon. I just don't think. The only thing I could believe is that we weren't there first, like as early as we were. I could see us like faking it to be like, oh, we won the space race. And then we actually like got there. But I still think we went. So you think Lance um, and Buzz were not the first two people on the moon? I think that's the most reasonable answer, at least for me. Like I could see, I think that they were there personally. I think they were. But if they weren't, I feel like that's believable, but I think we were there in general. You know what I mean? I think we went to the moon for sure, but if they weren't the first ones there, I could believe that. I don't get what you're saying. So you're saying we lied about going the first time, but we told the truth the second time. Yes. I think, yeah, pretty much. All I know is the guardian put out an article at like the top of this year. That was why it's harder to land on the moon in 2024 than it was in like 1960, whatever. It's like, that tells me all I need to know. Like, come right. on, it's not harder. You just, Wait, why? And you know be... about the telemetry data from the moon landing, right? No, nope. NASA lost it. NASA lost all the telemetry. They they claim they lost, you know, air quotes lost it. If you like, it's public knowledge. They just happened to misplace all the telemetry data from the aircrafts that went to the moon. <sighs> See, now you're gonna make me go in a rabbit hole. I'm like it's really a deep one. NASA spent millions of dollars um, creating a pen that can write in the space. Do you know what Russia did? No, used a pencil. <laughs> that's hilarious that's how dumb NASA is <laughs> they use, just to use a pen even though I love NASA like it's just so wasteful you ever see people say so if you like, got millions of dollars to to create a pen you got a few dollars to store documents is my point for what he's saying yeah yeah for like the most one of the most important events in human Ever. history you're yeah. just gonna lose that like he's gonna lose plot. that that's pretty insane conspiracy theories are great all of them are great even the ones that are so obnoxious, they're just, they're hilarious to hear. I saw one recently. And a lot turn out to be true. I saw one recently. I went down a Reddit rabbit hole about how humans are just soul vessels or vessels for souls. Oh, I've heard that. Have you seen that? I've heard that. <laughs> that was, I went down this crazy rabbit hole, like reading about how we just are farm souls for yeah. like entities. Like, I don't understand. I, I get why they say that, but it's it's like, why don't you have consciousness until you're of a certain age? Yeah. It's weird. So I don't know if I agree with it. I don't necessarily believe it. I just like, I'll be on TikTok and I'll be like, oh, this is so scary. And then I'm like, oh, that's really weird. Then I'll go on Reddit and just deep dive into like this batshit crazy theory that somebody tried putting all these pieces together for. Reddit is my jam because the people on there are hilarious. They're so funny. I mean, hilarious. 
I don't get they any go more jewelry. hard. Like if you want to go on Reddit and you want to get it, if, if you ever feel like you need to get humbled by people, go on Reddit and just say anything. Just no. say something and they'll go after you. Yeah. Whatever subreddit you're in, there's somebody who knows more about you or more about the subject than you. Yeah. And like, it's insane. They Man. actually have a, a pretty good, a pretty good case of investigative journalism within themselves as a community. Dude, people, because there's like hackers and stuff on there too. Yeah. And they're like, oh, for the greater good, I'll just actually find it out. And then yeah. they just like put it all together. Well, um, let me ask you this, because we're going to spend about the last 10 minutes. If we have time, we're going to do some recap of some guests. Uh, yeah. As an aspiring producer, you've now been exposed to a lot of different producers and songwriters and people that have had a lot of success in their life. What are you learning about the drive to make it since you are uh, aspiring to being a producer? The thing that I've learned the most is just to keep going. You know, like everybody has their moments of doubt, right? Everybody feels like a failure at some point and everybody's like, oh, do I have it? Do I do this? But all these people we've talked to, they just like had their dream and they just went and got it. You know what I mean? There is no like, maybe yeah, they have their doubts, they have their concerns and all that, but they didn't care. They wanted to do what they loved more than any other thought. Mm-hmm. And they did it. And I think that's like the biggest takeaway anybody could take is like, the only thing stopping you is you yeah. genuinely, like you could be in a horrible situation, this, but if you're still working through it, like something is going to happen, something's going to happen where it's going to progress you in any way. I think that's the muse. Yeah. You, know, you, you think about, look, you could just be a, a high school kid and fall in love with a girl and be like, Hey, you know what? I want to write her a poem. Okay, so in that case, she was your muse. That's just a one-off situation. Mm-hmm. But for the people that have been in this room that we've gotten the chance to meet and talk to and have a good time with, I really get the feeling that for them, the muse is the work. Definitely. That they show up every day with no guarantee of a quality product at the end of the day. But the fact that you show up and you put yourself in that situation is what will deliver to you what you need, the inspiration. And so for me, like learning from them, like when I'm preparing for this podcast, I always think like, sit down and don't have any outcome in mind, but allow yourself to be present, to be reading and figuring out where you want things to go. I I just, I'm starting to reach the point in my life where I think the muse is the work that actually day after day after day, just showing up. Because like, Every day you're not going to make a hit or the best product, but the fact that you're trying every day, eventually it's just going to, it's going to happen. That's what I've learned with music is no matter what, I sit down every day and try to do something. And if I'm not feeling super creative and I make something bad or whatever, I just go and mix, you know, that's something that's in the realm of what I'm doing, you know, but I'll just go find an old track that I, that is completed and I'll just mix it or like, play with it and like add certain delays here and just, you know, do a bunch of different stuff just so when I'm in the moment and I'm making something good, I'm like, oh, it needs this. I know how to do it. Maybe I've never done it before on like a specific song, but like I can kind of just gear and just comfortably just get everything worked out. So there's no block. Yeah. I don't think you were here that day when we had Philip Bowen here. Mm -mm, He's a badass fiddle player and a songwriter and he's kind of a rising star. He had talked about that. Like, where he'll he'll have days where he's not successful writing, but he'll actually write. I think he said like he had written a bridge that ended up working with a song that he had written like a year later, and he couldn't figure out the bridge to that song, and it actually turned out to be a bridge he'd already written. Crazy. So that's just the point of like the accumulation. 
the process. Yeah. I mean, the idea, look, I'm an Alabama fan, so I, Nick Saban's the man. And mm-hmm. it's about engaging in the process, not the outcome. Mm-hmm. So I love that. And I love that that's what you've been picking up from them because that's what I've been picking up from them. It's huge. I just keep doing it. There's no substitution for the work. None. Because <laughs> like... the, the, the instant gratification that exists nowadays is so counterintuitive to what it actually takes to build a long-lasting, remarkable career. Oh, yeah. It takes a while. Like, you got to put in all the work. You can't just, oh, yeah, this is done. This is it. I'm I mean, famous. Look at what songwriters go through. When Roger and Jim and Rafe uh, or Joe write a song, it's going to be six months before they even find out if it might be a number one. I think Rafe. I think Rafe told us that it was like five years before one of the songs that he wrote came out and became five a hit. years. Yeah, and and he probably didn't even know if it was either. Just like he knew somebody wanted it. Yeah. And he was like, oh, that's good. Like you have like kind of gratification, right? She's like, oh, someone likes it. They'll take it. That's it's like a it's smaller gratification, but you're like, okay, it's not bad to where somebody doesn't want it, right? So but if it blows up in so long, that's just like even better, I feel. Has anything you heard from anyone on the show changed your philosophy or perception of of what you need to be doing as a as a growing musician and pr- producer? I don't know about change. It's just inspired, like, I guess, yeah. It's just inspired me to not stop, if anything. Because some, like, Roger, I think, was it Roger who came? He moved here when he was, like, 30. He was, like, he was older, right? I think that was Jim. Jim, that's who but it was. I think, yeah. I think it was Jim, Jim, yeah. He didn't start until he was, like, 30 years old. And I'm sitting here. At well, 20. no, he had started, but he was driving for the post office. Yeah, but he yeah. didn't, like, jump ship and just right. fully go all after it until he was, like, later in life. Or, like, not later in life, but, you know. And that make that just makes me feel good about where I'm at. You know, I'm 24 and I'm like sitting here stressing out. I'm like, oh my God. But then I hear all these guys' stories about how when they were like going through it, they just worked a job until eventually this and this and this, but they still did it every day. Yeah. Makes me feel a lot better. Yeah. It's great. It's going to be interesting moving forward though. Yeah. Because as hard as you work at it, there might be a computer that's doing it better than y'all. Yeah, that's true. I have laughed and laughed and laughed, but you, now y'all, you've beaten me down to where, like, remember when we had Roger and Jim here, I was laughing at the lyrics that ChatGPT were putting out. Yeah. But now y'all have got me to a point where I'm like, oh no, it could be scary. <laughs> it definitely could be. It's just um, time. Pull up on, I don't know if we have Spotify on there. Let's just show our gratitude to people that have come on. You don't have to do that. I'll remember it by memory. I'm sorry, Ben. Uh, so for the people listening, we've had Jim McBride on. I can't do every guest, but Jim has an amazing book, Lines About Life. If you'll contact him on Jim McBride's songwriter on Facebook, I think all the info is there for how to get that book. Tony Brown has an amazing um, book out that's been out for a while, but well worth the buy. Jesus Straight to Elvis. Elvis straight to Jesus. Sorry. Yeah. Um, who else do we have? And the people at Dead Horse are amazing. They, they helped me get Tony on. Of course. Uh, Stevenson Everett was one of our independent artists, and he's promoting music right now. So check out Stevenson Everett. Philip Bowen has a new single out, Dogwoods. Y'all should check that one out. Pam Lewis over at PLA Media. Who else? Rafe has a show coming up April 17th, I think, at uh, Franklin Theater. And then Roger Murrah has an amazing lineup 
for March 21st, Songwriters at the Harpeth. I might try to get Roger to come on with one of those guys before. That'd be cool. Um, but those are just some of the ones off the top of my head that let's keep uh, supporting some of these guests that have come on here. Of course. Who else have we had on that I need to think about? Musician-wise? Joe, well, I, don't know what Joe. Joe, I don't know. Joe's going to be back on soon. He has a project to announce, so oh, cool. we'll handle that then. Well, it's our thing. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully that works out. Cool. Um, got some exciting people coming up. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be a good next few weeks. Looking forward to it, brother. I really appreciate you. And it's been fun to sit here and hang out with you for an hour and get to do this. Of course, I appreciate it. Instead of you good over talking. there Googling everything. Yeah, of course. All right. Any final thoughts? No, just honestly, thank you. I appreciate the time. I appreciate you, brother. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye.